Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Murphy. It is Friday. It is time for a matchups pod. Um, I'm going to try and keep this one a bit shorter than the previous ones because uh, I don't know if you can hear my voice. I'm uh, struggling a little bit with a, a cold and um, my voice is, is not the strongest today it's uh, quite raw and sore so i am going to try and keep this brief but i really really want to get this out to you because i know a lot of people uh, do like where i'm sitting on on all the matchups so i'm going to race through this uh, just a reminder that we are brought to you by manscaped which uh, is sort of the crown jewels of your below the belt grooming needs uh, the goat technology, as as it would be said, you know, the Lawnmower 4.0 is a is a is a phenomenal product. Over two million men like myself are using it, and you can get yours or anything else from the site twenty um, percent off with the code Five Yard plus free free global shipping. So that's twenty percent off everything at Manscaped.com with the code Five Yard plus free global shipping. Let's look at the. Uh, matchups. I'm going to start with Washington versus Buffalo, two one-on-one teams. Washington have Heineke at quarterback this week. Uh, he's someone that this is going to be a difficult matchup for for Tyler Heineke for sure. Someone who potentially is uh, showing some some good things and 
someone who could potentially hold this job uh, full time. But he's a he's not really a start for me this week. Instead, uh, Antonio Gibson is someone who hasn't has been underwhelming to, to say the least. And I rank him at fifteen this week. Uh, I've been ranking him a little bit high. I still think this is a game where they can use and rely on him quite significantly, but. For this week, it might be uh, one that's a slight arrow down, but maybe that's more in line with where he might be over the next few weeks. I think he's someone that just could need some time uh, to get going. And then J.D. McKissick, I have all the way down at 47. Now I might move him up a little tad, but I have him outside RB3 territory. He's not someone I'd be flexing in this week at all. Um, the only two players that I would be interested in playing this week from a fantasy football perspective is Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin for me is... Uh, QB proof and he's really starting to to prove that so I have him right on the fringes of the wide receiver one conversation I have him at 12 and Logan Thomas and Logan Thomas I also have in a similar sort of range I have him at 11 for tight ends so really from here all I'm starting is Gibson McLaurin and Thomas uh, this week moving on to Buffalo this is a tough matchup for for Josh Allen now as I think I said uh, at some point I put too much stock into defensive matchups a little bit and um, that might be true and Washington haven't really come out of the blocks Daniel Jones put in a great performance against them but I also think Josh Allen isn't quite a 2020 Josh Allen so a little bit conservative on him I do have him at five uh, on the week so obviously still a must start you've drafted him as a must start you'll play him uh, every single week but uh, at that token I'm just a little bit concerned that he is not quite those peak Josh Allen uh, days of last year, but I do think they will come and they will come uh, relatively sing- uh, soon. Now we get to Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Now I'm much higher on consensus on Zach Moss uh, than most because of the two touchdowns. I think he's starting to show we can do. I have Singletary at 29 and I have Moss at 38. So it kind of puts them in flex territory. Um, and based on the conversation I said on Monday, do I ultimately want to be putting low-end RB2 flex plays into my flex spots. I think there's potentially others. I think Singletree, maybe. I think Moss is someone I would be sitting this week uh, for sure. Instead, I'd be focused more on the wide receivers in this matchup. And uh, those, uh, Stefan Diggs, who I have at nine this week as wide receiver nine. Beasley, who I have at uh, wide receiver 60. And Emmanuel Sanders, who I have at wide receiver 39 this week. So I would say Diggs and Sanders for me, definite plays. Um, Beasley, I mean, potentially, depending on your league and how much risk tolerance you have, but one to wait and see. Dawson Knox I have at 20 this week, so something to keep an eye on there. Cincinnati versus Cleveland. I know a lot of people are very excited to start Justin Fields this week. However, just have a little bit of caution. This is his first NFL start. We've seen with um, Trevor Lawrence, it's not necessarily an, an immediate uh, results business for uh, for rookie quarterbacks. So have him at 17 on the week. The only players from the Bears this week I actually will consider starting is David Montgomery. David Montgomery I have at 10 this week. So he's a definite must-start play. Alan Robinson I have at 14. Um, 
Darnell Mooney's a really interesting play as well because uh, I have him at 35 this week. I think he's a huge arrow up um, now that Fields is in. So he's another one I would play. So I would be playing Montgomery, Robinson and Mooney. From the Cleveland side, it's pretty straightforward for me. Baker Mayfield is a perfect super flex sort of quarterback, but he's not one that would be getting a start in a one QB league. So it's Chubb and Hunt uh, would be getting starts for me. I have Chubb this week at uh, running back three. I have Hunt this week at running back 25. So both of those uh, look like must starts for me this week at the running back position. Now, it looks like Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a go. So I have him a bit conservative on my rankings because I did these late last night and it wasn't likely. There's been some news this morning. It looks like he's more likely to go. So I have him at 49. I'd probably be moving him in towards somewhere in that 39 to 36 range. Now I'm a bit more confident he's going to play. Um, But the one I think I I probably would... would play if I'm in a matchup is is Dimitri Felton, especially if you're playing on sleeper because he's listed as a wide receiver, but he will play sort of as a combination as a receiver and a running back. But we saw that amazing touchdown he scored last week. If you're in a matchup and you shoot for upside, Felton might be a guy worth adding. But realistically, this week the only starts are Chubb Hunt and potentially Beckham uh, and the Browns. D if you've got them, are definitely worth a start. Baltimore at Detroit. Both teams are 0-2, and uh, Baltimore a better team than 0-2, and and I expect them to get a W in this one. And, of course, this one is is quite straightforward for me. They're a very narrow team. I'm definitely starting Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a very high up for me. I think I've got him at quarterback two on the week, so he's someone I'm definitely starting. Tyson Williams continues to just get 60-65% of that role. So I have him at RB17 for the week, and I'm very happy to just keep him there. Latavius Murray is at RB32. I wouldn't be playing him unless I was sort of in desperate need and I have very thin options at my flex. So I would just be a little bit cautious on Latavius Murray. I still think he's relevant a lot of weeks and this is not a bad matchup and maybe if they get up they they might use him a bit more but yeah just be a little bit cautious uh, on him because it's not it's just the fact he's only going to get 35% of that that role um, Marcus Hollywood Brown I have at 22 this week so he is a must start uh, Sammy Watkins I have at 63 which I'm realizing is probably a little bit too low um, potentially so something just to I might move him up a little bit but I wouldn't say he's a must start but I would be starting the Ravens defense here and I would be starting Mark Andrews uh, as well Detroit side this is uh, really really simple on the Detroit side it's literally Swift uh, and Williams and that's that's all I'm starting Uh, Cephas is one that's getting some traction I have him at 51 If you want to put him in the flex, that's fine. But really, it's Swift and Williams are the only players you can really start for for Detroit right now. Jared Goff in the Superflex is absolutely fine. I have him around about that QB 19 range. Now let's look at Arizona. Arizona um, are, you know, they are what they are. Kyler Murray is the QB one right now. He's been absolutely lights out. So he's someone that should be getting... Um, love, you don't need me to tell you to, to start him. Chase Edmonds, I have at 20. I think he's someone that gets some some strong usage. 
Uh, I wouldn't be starting James Connor right now. I think he's just not getting enough of a role. I have him at 35 right now. I mean, he's in that sort of flex range potentially, but um, don't expect a huge amount of work from there. And then we get to the wide receivers. This is really interesting for for Arizona. So um, I have DeAndre Hopkins at eight this week, and I think he is a strong sort of must must start as always as a wide receiver one. I've run down more just on the fringes of the wide receiver three. I have him at 37. Wouldn't shock me if he goes up from there. He's definitely on an arrow up. I have Christian Kirk at 44. I think all three of those guys are potentially sort of must starts. Uh, anyone that's asked me where I've got AJ Green, I have him at 69 this week. I know he's got a touchdown to boost his numbers, but some of them probably not overly keen on starting in a lot of formats unless required. Uh, as we get to Jacksonville, there's not a lot to be said right now um, for Jacksonville. James Robinson is continuing to be a, a low-end RB2. I think it will pick up. I think he'll have better days ahead. But I have him at 21 right now. So something that is just not really clicking in this Jacksonville offense. And I don't want a lot of pieces of it as a result. Um, Marvin Jones, I have at 30. Um, DJ Chark, I have at 45. Chenault, I have at 47 for wide receivers. Um, you don't need to be starting. I mean, I like Prater and the Cardinals defense this week, but you won't need to be touching anyone else from, from Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think you can start after his first two starts in the NFL so far. So just be careful on those. So now we move on to the Chargers against Kansas City. And Chargers, obviously, this is a difficult matchup for them. And they will want to bounce back from last week's disappointing loss to the Cowboys. I have Justin Herbert at 11 this week. I have Austin Eckler at 6 this week. I think they have good matchups for, for both of these. And then we get to the wide receivers. I think he now is due a bounce back, even though he's not been that bad. I still think he's someone that's going to deliver um, a big game really soon. I think this could potentially be it. I have him at five this week, and I have Mike Williams at 24 on the week. So both of the wide receivers here are absolute smash play must start. And Jared Cook, I have at 14. So I think if you're depending on who you've got a tight end, I think he's a, a definite starting option. And then we get to Kansas City and... Obviously, if you've drafted Patrick Mahomes, you will start him. I have him at QB3 on the week. Um, obviously, we've got Clyde Bertelaire. He fumbled on the goal line. Um, bit of a difficult uh, situation there with, with him. Um, so, I think, I've just realised Sleeper had uh, the Ravens 0-2 and they're actually 1-1 because KC are 1-1. They won that game. So apologies for that mistake, I've just realised. Um, I have Clyde the Whistler at 22 on the week. I still think you have to start him, but yeah, he's definitely not someone that is um, on high-end uh, QB1 or RB1 range. Um, so someone to be a little cautious about, but if you've got him, he's inside the top 24, you will start him this week, I'm sure. Tyreek Hill, I have as wide receiver two on the week. Travis Kelsey, as tight end one, of course. So New Orleans at New England. This should be a really interesting game. Um, I don't really know what to make of it because I think it could be quite a low-scoring game, which means with anti-perspective, I don't know how many of these guys I, I want to start. So going with New England, if I'm really frankly honest with you, the only player I can actually say I can start with any certainty is probably Alvin Kamara, who I have at our running back nine. It's one of the lowest I'd put 
Kamara for a while. He's definitely struggling in this this offense a little bit. So I think for me, he's not someone that I think he's obviously must start with where you've got him. But I'm not someone that I'm completely enamoured that I feel the need to to be playing him. But I'm not playing James Winston. The highest wide receiver for New Orleans I have this week is Marcus Callaway. I have him at 79. So I don't want any of the Saints here. Maybe the Saints D, but it's Alvin Kamara, and that is it. That's all I want. Flipping over to New Orleans, uh, to New England, and I'm again, a very similar boat. I actually quite like Mac Jones. I've always said I always quite like him. I have both these QBs back-to-back, but I have Winston at 27, Mac Jones at 28. Um, I think Mac Jones is kind of a no-thrills guy, but I think he's, he's certainly proven that he's a, a decent NFL-level quarterback. So then we get to the, the running back situation and it's really down to what James White and Damien Harris are going to be offering you. I have Harris well within the top 24. I have him at 18 and I have James White at 30 in a PPR league, by the way. So I have a ranked a half PPR, um, a PPR league. I'd be moving James White up to the fringes of the running back two conversation. So I think both are, are absolute start place this week. Uh, with no difficulty at all. And then I look at the wide receivers here. And I, I mean, Jacoby Myers is the only one I could say you can feel comfortable starting. Maybe Nelson Aguilar. I'm both inside the top 50. I have Jacoby Myers at 43. I have Nelson Aguilar at 50. So maybe they're both uh, flex plays. But I really like Nick Falk and the Patriots DST in this one for sure. Big pressure game between Atlanta and the Giants, I would say this is probably a game in which is going to determine the the outcome of at least one of these coaching staffs um, when it comes to mid-season, because I think the team that goes 0-3 here could be in danger of going 0-5-0-6. Start with Atlanta. Not a lot to love about Atlanta in this matchup. Not that I think the Giants these are incredible, but I do think they're slightly underrated here. And I don't think Matt Ryan, I think he had a good a 15-minute spell against the Bucks, but I don't think he's someone that you're kind of hoping for better days ahead, but he's not been great for a while now. So I'm at QB20, not someone I'm, I'm overly keen to start this week. Mike Davis, I have a running back 24. I think this could be a half-decent matchup for him. And fingers crossed he, he does deliver because I know a lot of people drafted him in the hopes of he would be doing a lot more than he has done uh, this season. As for Patterson, Patterson is someone who is continuing to get thought in a PPR league. Again, he'd shoot up by having a 36 and a half point. So in a PPR league, I'd probably have him up a little bit higher. He's definitely in consideration for your flex. And then we have the wide receivers here. And really the only one you could say you could put any trust in right now is Calvin Ridley. I have him at six. And then I have also Calvin, uh, Kyle Pitts at six. So really from here, it's, it's Ridley. It's, um, Pitts and Patterson and Davis are the only ones who should be considered to start this week. For the Giants, Daniel Jones, as I said in my column and on Monday, he's actually been pretty good. I have Daniel Jones at QB9 for the week, so I think he's someone that you should definitely be considering starting if you have him rostered. Wouldn't be surprised if you didn't. Saquon Barkley's clearly for me on some sort of count, so I have him at 16 on the week, uh, that's for sure. But the one that's in the, a, a severe hour up is Sterling Shepard. I have him at wide receiver 15. I just don't trust this Falcons defense to do much of, of anything. So 
Um, I have Kenny Golladay at 38, so he's well worth a flex play. And I think it's a sneaky upside play. Darius Slayton as well is worth a shout. I do have him at 70. No, that's not right. I have him at 58. <laughs> um, so he's worth a, a shout as a flex play for sure. So uh, just keep an eye on him, but no need to start the tight ends or or anything else in this one. I do think it's going to be an interesting scoring affair, but it's a big game for both coaching staffs. So that's, that's definitely for sure. All right, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. This is a really uh, tough game to sample because we're just not sure what I make of both of these teams uh, right now. So if I start with, I'm not starting either quarterback in this game. That's uh, one thing I can tell you for free. I think for me, it's just about the running backs. And uh, in terms of Joe Mixon, I have a 13. Najee Harris, I have a 14. So just outside the RB1, more on the fringes of the RB1 conversation. So I think you can definitely start both of those. There is an injury concern to Deontay Johnson with potential knee injury. So just keep an eye on that one. Not 100% sure he goes. So that's one to definitely keep an eye on. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I actually have Jamal Chase at 19. He's my pick of all the receivers uh, in this game. Um, no, that's a lie. I have Chase Claypool at 13. So I have Chase Claypool at 13. I have Jamal Chase at 19. They're the pick of the receivers for me in this game. Um, and then Deontay Johnson I have if he does go. I mean, it will. this will adjust my ranking quite significantly on a few players. Um, I have a 32. T. Higgins, I have at 27. Tyler Boyd, I have at 40. Um, and I'm quite low on Juju Smith-Schuster, but I do think if Deontay Johnson's out, I will move him up. He's at 48 currently. So I think all six of those receivers are well in line to, to start. Uh, and maybe just give a little nudge to, to Pat Freeman if he's not a player I'd necessarily be targeting to play, but... If you are uh, desperate for a tight end, he, I think we'll get some more work as the, the weeks go along. Last game in the early, in the early slate is uh, Indian, uh, Indianapolis versus Tennessee. We're still waiting on Carson Wentz. Is he going to go? I think with both, inju- with both uh, sprained ankles, I think, it's, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I would say it's potentially more unlikely than likely, in which case it'd be Jacob Eason. Uh, who will get the go. So um, either way, I'm not playing uh, the quarterback here for Indianapolis. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines are both starts for me. I have Jonathan Taylor at 12 this week, and I have Naheem Hines at 40. But in a PPR league, again, as I mentioned, 
he's someone I would bring up. I think he gets quite a significant amount of workload from there. Um, Michael Pittman had a great performance last week. Obviously, if um, Wentz doesn't go, this is likely to be a potential arrow down. I have him at 31 currently, but he and I'd say him, maybe Zach Pascal, who I have ranked at 57, uh, a considerable flex plays here. Um, so they're ones to watch. And Jack Doyle, I have at tight end 19, I think I have Jack Doyle. Um, I have him at 16, actually. Uh, but if Wentz goes, he'll be moving down my list here. And then when we get to uh, Tennessee, I have Tannehill at QB 14 this week. So I think he's absolutely fine to start. Uh, but don't expect high, elite high-end performance. I have Derek Henry at running back two this week. I have AJ Brown at 18. I have Julio Jones at 23. They're the only ones I'm starting. I'm not worried about tight end here. Um, who knows if Ferguson goes or not. Uh, I'm not overly concerned. If um, for some reason Wentz doesn't go, then the Titans DST becomes really fascinating and an interesting play here. Let's move on to the slate, slate of games. The game I probably am quite interested in fading for fantasy across the board is the Jets versus Denver. Can I be really honest with you? I'm not sure if I'm starting anyone from the Jets, especially in this game. Um, Corey Davis is at wide receiver 54, and I would say he's probably the only one that I would even consider playing in this game. Um, so, yeah, I'm just let's, let's leave the Jets uh, out of this one. Um, they're not a team I would be interesting. Weirdly, Sleeper have the Jets thinking they're 2-0. I don't quite know where that's come from. That's a definitely interesting uh, graphic that I'm going to take a picture and, and put that on, on Twitter right now because I don't quite understand why uh, why they do have that. Uh, the Jets at 2-0. Must be some sort of fake sim or someone in the office is a Jets fan. They also have Denver at 2-0, which is true because they've had a pretty easy schedule. Um, for me, it's what what's going on between Gordon and uh, Williams. I think Williams is, is ascending a little bit more into this role. I think they're both doing uh, a very good job. And I've got them still back-to-back as I've been ranking them 27-28 uh, in the running back rounds. I think they're, they're startable for sure. Um, but yeah, just think, keep an eye on on that one. Um, but I expect Williams to, to get more and more work now uh, as the weeks go on. Courtland Sutton, I have it. Well, obviously with 29, which after last week's performance, some people might think it's uh, a bit of a shot. But I, I just think I've gone with the game script here, thinking that Denver will get up and they'll just try and control the game with the run game. And I think they'll split between the two backs. So I just think they'll they're probably give Court and Sutton the, a little bit of an easy ride uh, here on this one. And I think they won't use him quite as much. I have Tim Patrick at, at 62 for, for very similar reasons. Uh, but Noah Fant is definitely worth a, a start this week. I have Noah Fant at 10 this week. So that concludes the first bit of the evening games. Uh, next one's Miami, who we think have Brissette under centre. Uh, and then what do we do here with Brissette under centre? It's uh, slightly underwhelming. I think Gaskin's been pretty poor. Uh, he's at running back 23 for me, but I actually might move him down below Davis and Hunt. The only reason I've got him there right now is I think he probably gets a little bit more work because it is Brissett Anderson. And then the wide receivers right now, I think Fuller looks like he's going to get his first start of the season. 
but it's definitely something to keep a to keep an eye on. Uh, I have Parker and Waddle kind of back to back, forty one, forty two. So definitely well worth a, a, a play on both of them in your flex spots. Will Fuller actually have a seventy four? Because don't think that Brissett's going to throw the deep ball, so I don't think he's overly relevant this week. And Gasecki just continues to disappoint for me as a tight end. Um, so I wouldn't have him near a starting slot. I have him at twenty three on the week as a result. Meanwhile, the Raiders have been sneakily efficient and been pretty pretty good on the whole. I think this is a step up for them from a defensive perspective, but um, Derek Carr, I have at 13. I think they're going to get more possessions. I think they're going to get more carries of the ball. It looks like Josh Jacobs, I don't know. I don't think he's potentially going to go. We'll wait and see. So it's going to be an interesting one as to, I don't have Jacobs in my ranks for this week because I don't, I'm not convinced he is going to go. But wait and see how that trends. I do have Drake at 33 uh, on the week and I have Barber at 53. So I'm not playing Barber uh, this week at all. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, you know, you can, you can get on Edwards and, and rugs. I think it's going to be, I, I just don't know what I trust from them every week. I think, you gamble on one of them in a flex play at best, but you know, I have them outside. Ruggs is my highest receiver uh, at 59 for the Raiders because I still think everything will go through Darren Waller. Darren Waller was targeted a lot less last week than um, expected. And I think it's just because the coverage across the middle was, was pretty good on Waller. Um, I expect Waller to pick up the reins and he'll go back to being a tight end two, tight end three on the week is where I've got him. I do like playing the Raiders DST and I do like playing Daniel Carson this week. Um, Seattle versus Minnesota. Big, big game here. And this one's pretty narrow tree all around uh, from Seattle's point of view. Uh, if you've got a big Seattle player, you're obviously playing them. Russell Wilson is at six on the week for me. QB six, Chris Carson. I've ranked really high this week. I think he's going to get a lot of usage. He's at running back seven for me. Um, I have DK Metcalf at at wide receiver four. I have Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 10. So all of those guys are must starts uh, for me. And then I also have Gerald Everett at wide receiver eight, um, tight end 18. So he's someone as well that can get a start as well. As for Minnesota, very tight team as well. Very narrow team. Cousins, I think, is uh, in consideration for a start this week. He's at QB 15. Um, I still think it's going to be a lot of sling the ball. Maybe they try and play from behind, but um, it's kind of the range where I always keep Kirk Cousins unless there's something really drastic. So it's about I think he's got maybe the ability to get into the fringes, but that's why I have him. Uh, Davin Cook at, at uh, running back four on the week. I definitely expect him to, especially with, with Christian McCaffrey going down. We'll talk about that in a minute. Is someone I expect to potentially eclipse that because I had CMC at one. Uh, in terms of wide receivers, I actually have Adam Phelan over Jefferson again this week. I had that last week. I still feel confident that's the way it's going to trend, especially in this sort of shootout environment. So I have him at seven and I have Justin Jefferson at 17 uh, on the week. And I wouldn't be worried about starting uh, Tyler Conklin or the defenses in this one. And then the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are against the Rams. Big one here in California. And this one should be 
quite a simple one to to work out. Um, Brady, for me, obviously a must start. I have him as a top five QB again this week. I have him at four. Uh, in terms of the running backs, Fournette is the one I'd continue to start here. I have him at 26. I'm not worried about Gio or Rojo at this point, regardless on who the official quote-unquote starter is going to be. Um, I've actually got all the Buccaneers receivers as a bit of an arrow down, uh, all of them, this week. I just think that there's going to be some good coverage here. I think they're not going to get as free reign and scoring as I would have expected them to have got previously. So I have Mike Evans at, at 21, of Chris Godwin uh, at 30. Yeah, 30. Actually, I've just realized I didn't have... I'm going to move... Godwin up, sorry, 23, I have Godwin. So 19 and 20, uh, 21 and 23 is where I have them. I think they'll get targets. I just don't think the big plays will potentially be there for the Buccaneers. And maybe I'm a tad too conservative and I, I will change that uh, as the week goes on. But that's kind of where I'm sitting right now with them. I think with the coverage, even without AB there, I think they might use a bit of uh, Scotty Miller, who I have ranked in the 70s. I think they might dial it up a bit differently as well. But I can't see him scoring 40 points on that Rams offense as well, which is why I kind of have him a bit lower. Um, but I have Rob Gronkowski through at five as well. I think that he's one that definitely is going to be getting some some looks and uh, some action there in the red zone, as we've seen. All- now we move over to the Rams. And Matt Stafford is in consideration for a start this week. If you do have him, I have him currently uh, just on the fringes of my QB1 conversation. I have him at 12. I don't think this is a good spot for any Rams running backs. I actually have Henderson ranked all the way down at 39 this week. So he's someone I'm avoiding. I actually have, based on current form and matchups, I have Cooper Cup as my wide receiver one on the week, which I know is incredibly bold. But I think this is a, a real smash matchup for Cup, and I think he could really accelerate. So I know it's going to catch a few people by surprise, but he was the wide receiver one last week, and I can see him doubling up and repeating that this week. Uh, if Robert Woods at 21. Tyler Higby, I think this is a good matchup for him as well. I actually think he matches up well against the Buccaneers. So I have him at seven on the week. I know he's not quite shown those kind of numbers yet, but I do expect him to, to do something here, that's for sure. Sunday night football, and it's Green Bay versus the San Francisco 49ers. This is all very straightforward. If you're the Packers, you're really only starting four players. All of them are in the the, the top 12 of their position. So uh, in reverse order, Robert Tonyan, he's the tight end nine on the week. So definitely he's a start. Uh, Adams is the wide receiver three on the week. So, of course, a must start. Aaron Jones is the running back five. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback seven. All of those guys, definite must-starts. Wouldn't start anyone else from the team. Then we have Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a start for me. Eliza Mitchell, I have just hovering around sort of running back 20. Yeah, 20 is exactly where I have him. I'm not starting Trey Sermon unless desperate. Um, I think Mitchell will get the majority of the work here, but uh, don't worry about Patrick or anyone else. It's just uh, Mitchell is the only one I would start. We're still waiting to see what happens with this Brandon Ayuk situation. I still think he's trying to return and come back. So Debo Samuel is at 28 for me this week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is at 52. George Kittle is at the tight end four on the week. And then the last matchup, Philly at Dallas. This should be an interesting divisional game. 
So we'll start with Philly. Philly, I have Jalen Hurts at eight. I have Miles Sanders at 11 as a, as a running back one this week. And in terms of the receivers here, I have Devonta Smith at 30, Jalen Rager at 53, Quez Watkins at 67. So Smith uh, as a start, Rager as a flex. Not starting Chris Watkins, despite that uh, touchdown run that he got last week. And then I have Dallas Goddard at 12. And we're still waiting to see if Ertz is going to play due to COVID. So wait to see on that. A similar situation to what the Buccaneers have got with uh, Antonio Brown. He has to have received two negative tests before he's allowed to play. Um, as for the as for the Cowboys, I think this is a difficult matchup for them, more so than perhaps it will look on paper. So as you have Dak Prescott, a 10 on the week, especially after what we saw last week, didn't throw any touchdowns. Not trying to read too much into it. They obviously won the game, but I think this is they're a good defensive matchup. The Eagles, as, they, as, as they've shown so far this season. So um, just have to be a little bit conservative here. I have Ezekiel Elliott at uh, eight on the week, and I have Tony Pollard at 32 on the week. So I can see the appeal in starting Pollard and the flex. Just be a bit careful of that one. I have CeeDee Lamb at 16, and I have Amari Cooper at 23 on the week. And I don't think you need to worry about the tight ends or Cedric Wilson or anyone like that. That will do it. Last bit of update, I would say, is on the Christian McCaffrey injury. So people are sitting there thinking, what do I do with Christian McCaffrey? I listened to uh, Dr. Jesse Morse of uh, the Fantasy Doctors, and he tends to give really, really good initial reactions that tend to be more right than wrong. Um, he is saying that he it's highly unlikely McCaffrey will play before week six and he's looking like it'll be a start somewhere between week six and week 11 obviously depending on what it is um, it's obviously due with his hamstring it's just whether or not it's a tear or a sprain so it's looking like Christian McCaffrey will be out at least the next two weeks and so in the waivers article this week I did say pick up at Tube Hubbard and hope you all have done if not he's going to be the highest priority ad this week that is almost for certain so if you are thinking about what you need to do with regards to Christian McCaffrey, I think you need to play that he's going to be out for at least two to three weeks. I think that's just kind of where you're going to have to, to wait and see. I don't think he's going to be back uh, before then, just listening to the advice of, of, of others. So uh, just thought I'd give that update out there. But that will do it for this matchup's part. Apologies for some of the lack of voice and uh, some of the potential like audio clicks. You might have lost a word or two. Um, I do apologize. I'll hopefully better for for monday but i was desperate to still get this out so uh, appreciate all of you uh, have a great weekend don't forget if you do want start sits you can join our patreon um go on to patreon.com forward slash five yard rush we've got a great little community over there in fact if you join before week four i'm going to launch a second patreon league uh for mid-season so if you've got some teams that perhaps are falling out then you know join the patreon get involved and, you know, we'll do a really cool prize there. There's a great community over there. That's where I'll get, you'll get um, quicker responses to start sits. I'll try and answer what I can through uh, Twitter and, and other mediums. But, you know, especially as it gets into Sunday uh, and setting teams, it's going to be more and more difficult. So um, we'll do what I can. But definitely, I think, in terms of moving forward, uh, if you definitely want to get a start sits question answered, Patreon will be will be the way to go and, and to get access to me and 
more of a real time. And if you listen to some of the patrons like Paul, who was on the game show this week, uh, he can tell you and verify so how how quick I can be with responses. And uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer when I'm uh, busy, but I do get back to you at least same day on on 99.9% responses that I can give immediate thoughts and feedback to. And most of the time, it's pretty instantaneous. Uh, but that'll do it for the pod. Thanks very much. Don't forget to check out manscaped.com uh, with the code 5YARDS. Get 20% off your lawnmower or any other goods there, plus free shipping. And check it out. They've got loads of really cool uh, products like uh, foot deodorant and uh, ball deodorant and a few other products as well. So check them out. But enjoy your weekends, enjoy your matchups, and uh, look forward to hearing all the successes on Monday. But until then, Rush Nation, don't forget, keep rushing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.